We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and I'm just so overjoyed to be with you. And I have a special guest with me today. And most of you know a little bit about her, those of you that listen to my show on a regular basis. Tiana is with us today. My baby girl is going to have a baby girl. And I'm just so excited that she's joining in the station with me today. She's sitting right next to me. And we had lunch with Susie today. And uh, lunch with Susie is something that happens once in a while where I invite people to come. And it's usually 12 seats or less And we have just some intimate time together to talk about whatever and to get to know each other. And so, you know, those that come and those that pay to come, it's really interesting to hear the stories. So, Tiana, let's start with that. First of all, welcome today for being on my show with me. I'm so happy. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) lunch was really good Um, and in an unexpected way. Not that the good part was unexpected, (laughs) but it was good because, you know, it's rare for random strangers who are all coming into one place together to actually connect um, as deeply, I think, as we were able to today. And I I just see how many people there were actually open to actually share kind of some of the biggest lessons that they've learned, some of the struggles that they've walked through. Um, One of the guys that shared um, when he was really young, his mom was murdered. And that completely changed the entire dynamic of the room of hearing his story of how that shifted the whole trajectory of his life. He didn't really have his dad in the picture either. And he had brothers he was trying to take care of. Um, And then he was just talking about how later the case got opened up and how they were able to, he was able to forgive this guy and, and in a court setting, actually tell him, I hope I see you in heaven. And that was one of the most touching things I think that we were able to hear. I mean, and it's interesting. You just never know what people have gone through in their lives. And I was so thankful that he was able to share that with us. So, yes, um, that's so true. And, and this gentleman, um, I might be doing business with him. He's somebody that I've talked to in a business setting over the phone and in person. And then um, I just yesterday invited him and I said, you know, you should just come. And he said, well, what's it about? And I said, just come. And he did. He showed up. And it was just wonderful to hear his story. And um, around the table, we had a wonderful lunch that was provided uh, by KKLA, uh, Salem Studios. And there was a tour that that happened, which um, everybody enjoyed that also. We Um, also had a rap worship song. Oh, we did. Yeah, We had somebody stand up and ask if he could share um, just a rap song that he had written. And all of us were a little nervous because he hyped it up a little bit. We had no idea what was going to happen, but he did a great job. And yes. he, I think he kind of broke the ice for everyone else. 
Right. He was very courageous. Yeah, he just got up there and, and spoke. And it's interesting thing about him, his name is Marcus. And he was the only um, reoccurring visitor for the lunch with Susie. And I met him at a prayer breakfast or something like that where he came up to the table and started talking to me. And, and I just said to him, I said, you know, you've got a calling on your life. And then he came to the first lunch with Susie, and I, I said, I see courage in you. I just see courage in you. And so today he gets up and he does this rap song that he wrote, and he sang it. And it was a very long rap song, but it really got us into it, didn't it? And mm-hmm. he needed us to just keep the beat. So we just kept doing our hand. You know, we didn't have to clap. We just had to keep the beat. And it was interesting, and it was really great. I was really getting into it, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not really into rap, but I was into that song. It was really good. And it was a worship, worship rap song, so it was great. It was awesome. And then there was the joy of the Lord. I remember that gentleman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just talking about he's just so overly blessed. He's blessed about everything. He's got a wonderful family. And I love what you said, Tiana, about um, the table. What did you say? Oh, I was talking about how, you know, sometimes in your life you, we, we go through these trials and we go through suffering. And, you know, sometimes we're just feeling like we're in survival mode. And that is some way that... Um, it does draw us deeper into God's presence in, in needing him. And then there's other seasons of life that I was mentioning where about the last year of my life, I recently got married and, you know, I'm going to have a baby. And some of the things I've prayed so long for, you know, are actually here. And it's just so overwhelming and so humbling. But one of the things that I shared is um, that God doesn't just bless us so that we can build a higher gate around our house but that we can have a longer table to extend to others who are going through those seasons that we were once in or who don't have a family. Um, And so that's one of the things when we think about, what do I do with blessings? You know, how am I going to handle just being happy in God um, for all the things he's done instead of being so terrified that, oh my gosh, something's around the corner. Something bad is about to happen and I have to be really scared. Sometimes we really do get to glorify God and joy, enjoy and just being happy in him and not um, in the circumstances and the gifts that he's given us. But we're able to just be thankful for those things for his kingdom and be able to extend that to other people. That's my daughter talking. Isn't it wonderful? I just um, wanted you to get to know her. Uh, she's really such a blessing to me. And uh, sometimes she calls me out. She has a discerning spirit for sure, and she'll call me out on things. And even when I don't like it at the moment, I, I do kind of digest it and think about it. And then I realize, you know, she's right, doggone it. But she's right. And, you know, she did come from me. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a good thing. Uh, I'm finding that as uh, time goes on, I don't know about you moms, but I don't know. Um, it, it seems like sometimes we'll grade on each other, but it's because we have similarities. There's things that we're so much alike that it, it, it it's so funny. Um, and as I see her progress, I just see God in her for sure. Number one and foremost, I see God in her. But I also see things that, you know, where she's been touched along the way. And it's just, it's such a blessing to see. And now to see her with baby in stomach, in womb. And she is like, what, a week away? Uh, just Five days. Oh, my goodness. She's five days away. And here so she guys, is. So, guys, this could get really fun real quick. <laughs> just keep listening because you never know what's going to happen here on the radio. <laughs> yeah, like on the elevator. There was a gentleman on the elevator. What would you say to the gentleman? He, well, he asked me, how far along are you or when are you due? Which I always want to say, for what? 
you know, just to get somebody because it's kind of bold to ask any woman any kind of question like that, even though I'm very obviously pregnant right now. <laughs> but I said, um, actually, it's in a couple days. And then I looked back at him and said, are you nervous? Because you're on an elevator with me. <laughs> and he just kind of changed his facial expression and then smiled. <laughs> so we had a little laugh uh, at the luncheon about that. You know, it could happen at any moment. So usually the first one's late, but you know, not always. So... She's due on February 2nd. That's, that's the thing. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But she's having a baby girl. She won't tell us the name. I'm looking forward to uh, just seeing that baby, just seeing that baby and um, being able to experience like the ultrasounds and whatnot. Things have changed so much from when I had her. I mean, you know, she's 34, 35, mm-hmm. 34, 34. Yeah. Uh, she's 34 years old. And so, you know, a lot has changed in all arenas in, in, in medicines. Um, so, you know, to be able to see in the ultrasound so much more than I could see when, when it was my time, it's just uh, interesting. And, um, you know, birthing and all of that, I, I'm asking her, you know, so you're taking the loss classes or what are you doing? And, and just going through the process with her and talking about that and, and um, she does a lot of research. She's she's a reader, and she does research. And so, what are your thoughts, Tiana? You know, going into the season, what are your thoughts right now? You knew I was going to be asking you these kind yeah. of questions, and we, you, no preparation here. I was like, "Hey, you want to go on the radio with me?" Mm-hmm. She says, "Okay," for half the time, and I'm like, "Okay." So we'll see what happens. <laughs> but anyway, so so you know, what are what are the thoughts that go through someone that's five days away from delivering this beautiful baby? I would say. First of all, um, pregnancy in general, so being pregnant for nine months, is just such an amazing season um, of stretching, both literally, spiritually, figuratively. Um, And it's just interesting because you feel so weak and you feel so powerful, I think, all at the same time. And not powerful like in your own strength because you feel very vulnerable when you get larger and more awkward and... You always make sounds when you get up, which you never used to do. You know, there's so many things that are just so different, but you also get to see just God's creation in a woman's body um, in such a unique way. That's just such a miracle. I mean, you can't, I can't even think about, you know, my baby girl without thinking about God because he, it's just not having a human soul in my, in my body. And then all of a sudden having a soul that is growing and is obviously growing um, and um, responding to music sometimes. I have a feeling she might be musical or a dancer or something. Maybe she's going to be tone deaf and I'll be completely wrong. Like, nope, I guess not. But she seems to like music. Maybe she's just an appreciator of, you know, of music. But I guess just going into, um, I've had a lot of people ask me, are you scared? You know, my dad even asked me that, like, oh, I'd be scared. I'm like, dad, you're not helping at all. (laughs) You know, (laughs) thanks a lot. Um, But I'm actually not scared. And one of the the ways that I responded to that question was, I feel like I've kind of lived through some of my greatest fears already in life um, that weren't physical. They weren't having to do with like physical pain or anything. They were just terrifying situations that, you know, sometimes God has you walk through your greatest fears just to know that you could survive, you know, on the other side of them. And then all of a sudden he's more powerful than your fears. And so I think that same, like some of those same lessons of, you know, going through hardship where you're, you're like, I guess I woke up again. I guess God has a plan for my life. Um, where you're like, you're not happy about what he's doing. 
but then he's present with you and he's, he's, he's there with you through it. And so when I think of, you know, going into labor, for example, where you don't have any control over the timing, you don't have control over so many of the aspects of it. I just think of, well, God's not going to just all of a sudden leave me, you know, like leave me hanging like high and dry all of a sudden, like, here you go, going to initiate your labor and I'm just going to peace out here. So I guess I'm just thinking about, well, it's the same thing as, as the entire, you know, rest of my life is he's very present. His grace is sufficient for me and he's never going to give me something that I can't handle apart from his help. So um, that's been something that in a weird way, I'm excited about going into labor <laughs> and I'm like, that's really awkward and weird to say. Um, but I guess I'm just excited about going through something that so many other women before me have gone through, like throughout the ages, throughout so many years, um, women have done this and it's, it's so incredible to me. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on our flagship station, KKLA 99.5. And for San Diegans, thank you so much for listening on K-Praise. And for Venturians, thank you so much for listening on The Word, uh, KDAR. And uh, up in Santa Maria also with KUHL and some other stations that are just escaping me at this moment. So thank you for the syndication. Thank you for listening in. And this is Tiana Grisanti who is my daughter, who I've talked about many, many times. She's like, oh, Mom, you know, you're, you, I, I never know what you're going to say on the radio. And uh, I try to be very – she's laughing right now. But, I, I, you know, I am, I am careful. I think I'm, I'm considerate of her <laughs> privacy. I told, right, Cheyenne? What would you say? Would you I, say I'm, I protect her? I, yes. I did tell my mom one time that, you know, because I, I think when you have a mom that is on TV, on the radio, and she loves talking about your life, like, which is so sweet. You know, I'm so thankful that you're so excited about all the details of my life, whether <laughs> I go through a breakup or, you know, heartbreak or whatever happens. I'm so thankful that she was so excited about it and wants to share it with the world. And so one thing I said is, Mom, you know what? I, and I had to start laughing instead of getting, you know, upset one time when she was talking about a breakup. She's like, nobody's ever going to know it was you. I was like, Mom, you posted it on my Facebook. That <laughs> breakups. I did a whole radio show on breakups. They're not going to know it's you as she posts it on my page just to, like, let, let everyone know. I did not know. do that. She's she shared it, it on my not. page. I did not. You guys can check my Facebook. <laughs> I didn't delete it, I don't think. However, I just remember laughing one time. I had to just get over myself. And I was like, mom, you have so many strengths. And I'm laughing. I'm like through laughing tears. And I said, discretion is just not one of them. <laughs> because being discreet about something is just, I don't know. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. Okay. So I'm going to combat that with just saying that, <laughs> you know, I believe that vulnerability and transparency is really important because I think if we can help other people through our pain, it helps us get through and endure those situations. Agreed. So, Thank you for that. I appreciate I that. You. I think that I'm very protective of you, and I, I really think that I do things in the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. So discretion. I will work on that. That's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing. She's got a great laugh. So I think that was very good. And yeah, so Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I'd like for you to go there and connect with me. I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear about your stories. You know, it's like we can learn from one another. That's part of connection. And I want to connect with you. So please connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And, uh, yeah, we can become friends or acquaintances or, you know, sisters, brothers in Christ. Or come anyway. to a luncheon. 
or come to a luncheon. Be the next story. Yes, be the next story. It's awesome. Uh, I, I was, too, also very touched about the stories and the transparency and the deepness of the conversation. It wasn't so surface. And I think the Lord had a plan for that day, that time, just that time. It was an hour. But I, th- I think the Lord had a plan, and I felt like everybody there was touched by everybody else's story. Mm-hmm. And isn't that true in life? We can be sitting next to somebody, and if we don't strike up a conversation or get to know somebody, then what are we missing? What are we missing? And yes. and I also think about how structured um, our lives can be, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to plan out your day the night before so that you're not squandering your time and you're very intentional like in your living but I also think there's something so beautiful about opening up space for God to work in a way that you is unpredictable because you can structure you know a meeting with various people and be the one talking the entire time Um, or you can actually leave room and have a platform for what is God going to do how can we allow him to show up in a unique way? And so that was one of the things that I appreciated is my mom didn't talk um, very much. And, you know, sometimes you go in and think, am I going to just be a spectator? Am I just going to be somebody who's like listening to a presentation? And it was quite the opposite. It was allowing other people to share their stories. And I did also like what what you shared um, just about what God's been teaching you about. Do you want to share about that? About praying first? I'd like to hear what you have to say about it. Because you were the one that kind of said that I needed to do that more. You know, are you leaving time for... Yeah, sometimes we can get get so busy um, in our schedules or even just being stressed about a lot of things that are being thrown our way when you feel out of control. And I know I did mention that to you of just, do you even have time to pray? Are you making, are you committing to that time to pray first instead of worry first or rely on somebody else, you know, to fix something or getting that professional person to to come in. All those things can be great and it's good to use the resources God's given us, but we also always need to remember that he is the one that he wants us to come to him first. And so I think that's been a something that you're committed to doing. Yes. Specifically starting tomorrow. What are you going to do tomorrow? Oh, yes. Well, I've been doing it. I'm committed to doing it. I have been doing it. And I've already seen results from doing exactly that. And sometimes, you know, that that could be the alert button. Um, You know, how is your life right now? Ask about your life. Ask where you are in your life. Are you happy with all aspects of what's going on in your life? And if there's any area that needs adjustment or attention, then, you know, ask the Lord to be in the center of that and ask him to guide your path and your, you know, your decision making and, and just ask him. And, and I wake up in the morning now and, and I've been doing this for a while now, but I wake up and I will not put my feet down until I have praised him and thanked him, you know, without asking for anything. I do go in to ask, but I start with just thanking him and praising him for all that he's already done in my life with my company, with my children and baby girl coming and just thanking him for all the blessings that he's bestowed upon me and my family and my company. And then from there, I'll just say, you know, if you have time, Lord, which he does, he never sleeps. But I ask him, you know, would you please guide me in my my decision making going forward and give me favor where I need favor and help me to discern on right, wrong and the next step. And maybe you need that uh, maybe you need to do that also. And maybe this is a, a friendly reminder, a, a friendly nudge, 
you know, my daughter nudges me, and I'm, I'm hoping that we can nudge you right now, that if there is an area that needs attention, um, I have a little rubber band, and, you know, what would Jesus do, that bracelet? Well, this one says pray first. Um, I do want to do what Jesus wants me to do, and I want to do what he would do, but I need to pray first. I need to pray first to have that discernment and to understand what his will is for my life, along with reading our Bible. We need to hear from him through his word. But this little rubber thing is is really reminding me to pray first because I've not been doing that enough. And Tiana's question is, what am I going to do tomorrow is, okay, now you're really putting me out there and holding me accountable. Accountability is um, key. Yeah, it is. Um, I said I was accountable to this little table lunch with Susie group, but now I'm accountable to all of you. So tomorrow I am going to fast, and I'm um, planning on fasting for three days. And during the mealtime, I've got certain uh, subject matter that I'm going to be praying for. Each one, each meal has a certain subject matter that I'm praying over, uh, and, and it's different aspects of my life that need attention and need prayer. So that's what I'm doing. So you so could join along with her. me. Pray so for pray me. For her. Yes, I would appreciate that. But also, if you want to join in and do this, too, um, you know, I welcome you. The more the merrier. You know, we can all do this together. And it's three days. So, um I usually need to have food like every four hours. So this is not easy for me. It's not something that's going to come easy. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's good. And it's good health-wise. It's good for our bodies to do this. I don't know if all of you know this, but I, I learned that breakfast is break fast. Breakfast is break fast. So, you know, from night, dinner, until morning is your longest fast in your body. And what I also learned was that we should start our morning with warm water. To drink a glass, eight-ounce glass of warm water before we do anything else. It's supposed to be very healing for a lot of different things. So um, I'm, I'm beginning to do that also. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's some things in life where um, we, there is something that we can do um, in a certain situation when we're called to obedience in a certain area. But there's also areas of our lives that we've done all we can. And I think that's the point where you really just have to let go of the outcome and just be faithful and be obedient to, okay, I've done everything that I can to be at peace. Maybe with this person, maybe somebody out there has, you know, some sort of, I don't know, um, miscommunication going on or bitterness or something going on with somebody. And maybe you have done everything. Maybe you haven't. And maybe, it, you know, you need to leave your, you know, food at the altar and, and go and make that right. You know, if it, if it comes to, um, something is on you. But if you have done everything and you do need to leave it at God's feet, you can be at peace knowing that you have done everything. And at that point, you really do need to just pray that God, you know, takes care of the outcome and all you can do is what you can do. And so that's where, you know, you shouldn't be holding on to this anxiety and fear and worry about all the things that you can't control. So this would be a great opportunity for something like that as well to see is there something I need to do? And if not, let me trust you. I surrender. So we're getting towards the close of the first half. Can you stay the other half or do you need to go? I can stay. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> Yay! Okay. So um, I was going to bring up also another thing that came up is praying for our enemies because I realized I was praying for those, you know, that are like my company, my employees and my children and everything. But the people that are working against me, people that for some reason, they just, um, for whatever reason, um, I started praying for them. And I think breakthrough started to happen as of today Mm -hmm. because I was praying for those people. And yes, praise God. So we're getting near the close. 
Um, and then we're going to come back after the break. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to be thinking about what we're going to talk about second half. Oh, we already have some good ideas. Oh, we do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. You're going to want to come back for this one. Yes, we are. I'm going to want to come back for sure. Yes. <laughs> I think I'll be here. All right. <laughs> I'm talking to everyone else. <laughs> some more of the Sue Freeze show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. Now we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. 877-332-BUGS. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Here they come. Bugs. Getting out of the cold into the snuggy, warm, hidden places inside your home. Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite and Pest Control. But you can call me the Termite Lady. And Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. Bugs love your home. Even if you keep it sparkling clean, they hate the cold outside and love the warmth of your warm home. And they will eventually find your food storage. Yuck! So call us for our free pestimate at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Bugs hate that we make our service so effective. We use people and pet-friendly methods to kill and repel bugs. And with regular treatments, you'll keep them away throughout the year. About ice. Don't let insects and rodents march in. Call E. Cola now. 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I need to talk with you. Connect with me by going to Sufree, spelt like fries, one word, dot com, and we can work this out together. And business owners, you know, you might not know if this is a good way to get more customers, but I can tell you that I can work through that with you. And then once it works, which I believe it will, then I will, you know, pass you off to a sales rep and they, and they can go further with you. But, you know, let's put our toe in the water and maybe a leap of faith. Toe, leap. And let's just check it out. Together, we can do it. And if you're in San Diego, we could do that. Ventura, we can do that. Orange County, L.A., just wherever you are, we can we can take care of that. So this is also podcasted. So I want you to know that you can go back to in, in the Sue Freeze website. You can go there and pull up any podcast for the last 10 years. Yes, 10 years of podcast. And the subject matter is different every single time. It's it's really encouraging, inspiring. At least that's what our listeners say. So I would love to have you join in, you know, uh, like, share, subscribe. And uh, yeah, let's make this happen. Okay. So I've got Tiana still with us. She said, oh, I can only do 30 minutes, but she's still here. So um, I'm, I'm glad that she's listening to the Lord because the Lord's saying, you need to be here. <laughs> the Lord via my the mom. Lord. 
No, I mean, I just feel so blessed right now, Tiana. You're blessing the socks off me by being here with me. And I just think the listeners, you know, they, they get little snippet, snippets of, you know, what's going on. And uh, it's just nice for them to get to know you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. One of the things that we were, were just kind of touching on was um, praying for your enemies. Um, that's never really fun. No. Um, it's not necessarily something that's natural. It, 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 it can be fun, actually. But one of the first times that I was introduced to that in a way that was really challenging to me was when I was helping out with um, a mission to fight human trafficking. Um, there was an organization I got to go out to Thailand and, and just help out there. And I remember, you know, if you, if you know anything about human trafficking, it's, it's very easy to be moved by compassion for the victims. You know, you think of these little children, not just girls, but little innocent children who, because they were born into the families that they were or, you know, didn't have enough money, they would be sold, you know, into prostitution. Um, And there's one of the most incredible stories was a friend of mine, Lana, um, who went out there. She went to Thailand and she started the first group home, a safe home for these kids. And I'll never forget, she, she came back and she, she heard that this girl, Juma, was going to be sold, you know, at four o'clock, that the traffickers were already coming for her. And she just couldn't believe it and, and asked, like, well, how much are you going to get? Like, how much are you going to get for your daughter? And they're like, oh, you know, it's about $12 in bot. Um, and she's like, oh, my gosh. And so then when the family knew that they were talking about money and they knew that Lana had some resources, they started going, oh, you owe me from the cell phone bill. You owe me money. It should be. So they're trying to work out a deal. And based on this, this child's life, which was crazy. So she ended up paying that $12 to buy Juma, having no clue what she was going to do with her once she got her. And they drove away with her. And as they were driving away, the vehicle with the traffickers passed them on this dusty road. And I still get the chills every time I think about that story because I remember thinking there was a time in my life where I felt like, okay, I'm following God. I love him. But God, I feel like you forgot about me and you kind of like left me on the curb. Like you saved me, but you kind of forgot about me and left me on the curb. And I remember just being so touched by the story. Like God doesn't go through the trouble of saving us just to leave us. You know, you think of this girl who was possibly going to be, no, she was going to be a slave and she was adopted into this beautiful family. And now she has a completely new identity and a new family, a new hope, a joy. She loves you in a way that's so humbling that you feel like I'm a chump. Why, you know, she's been through so much. Why can't I love just because I've been hurt by people? So anyway, being so touched and moved by that story that showed me such a clear picture of the gospel of what God did for us. Um, it's it's easy to be moved for these children and for the victims. However, when you think about some of the the people who are actually doing the trafficking, who are buying these children, who are doing these terrible, disgusting things to these innocent children, how often do we think about praying for them? That was one of the challenges that I had. And I was thinking, well, isn't that God's heart? Doesn't God want these people to be saved as well? Doesn't he want to transform their lives just as much as he wants to transform the lives of these innocent children? So that's a huge stretch that I don't know. Sometimes sometimes we're not capable of praying. Sometimes we're not capable. Very often we're not capable of forgiveness. And I think sometimes we're brought to the end of ourselves so that God shows us, you can't do this. 
you can't, my strength is made perfect in your weakness, but you need to ask my help for this breakthrough. You can't do this on your own to be able to care enough about these people for them, for their lives to transform as well. But God wants that too. That's such a magnificent story. And I had her on the radio. I think mm-hmm. you introduced her to me. And, yep. and yeah, she is a podcast uh, on the Sufri show. So if you want to go back and listen to her, it was an amazing, amazing story. Um, I'd love to have her back mm-hmm. if you still have connections with her. You but do. what a wonderful story uh, about that. And uh, the lunch with Susie, we were talking about for me personally and how I've been struggling. And there's been some people that have been trying to cause harm. And, you know, I was mentioning at the very onset of the lunch that, you know, when you are facing turmoil or um, roadblocks, oppositions, that a lot of the times it's because you're doing good. You're doing what God wants you to do. And the devil doesn't like that. And so he's going to put things in your path and he's going to have opposition. And the stronger the opposition, for me, I realize the stronger the reward Because if we thrust through that opposition and make it to where we're supposed to go and we do what we're supposed to do, which part of that for me this last couple of months has been praying for my enemies. Mm -hmm. And and through the breakthrough, I just had a breakthrough this morning and I'm like, oh, my gosh, pray first, pray first, Mm -hmm. you know, put put God first, pray first and pray for your enemies. Mm -hmm. And that's that is a difficult thing to do. It's not in our own nature to do that. You know, there's mm-hmm. part of us that wants to see harm come to those that are harming us. But it's interesting because mm-hmm. unforgiveness is it, a good example of it is it's like drinking poison, hoping it's going to kill someone else. Exactly. So harboring that unforgiveness and bitterness in our hearts, we're not harming that other person. We're harming ourselves. And I, I think about, you know, what I want for my daughter, you know, and, and the example that I want to set for her, that she's going to be watching my life. For better or for worse, you know, every every moment she's going to pick up things that I'm teaching her, accidentally teaching her, doing, not just saying. And I never want to, you know, give her that example to follow of being bitter, of of having that um, harboring resentment and bitterness or um, not being an example of humility and praying, you know, for those who sin against me. They're probably going through a hard time. They're probably going through something. And, you know, as all of us, you never know what people are going through. But um, there's just something about that. And also, every one of us, um, when we go through any kind of hardship with a, with a relationship, it's isn't it easy to have these lies come into your head every time you go around that person again? You know, maybe maybe it's something in the past. But I don't know if you're like me where those those old lies come up again of, oh, they don't like me or they're probably, you know, it's almost like we can fill in the blank and we can be our own worst enemies in that way. And I think one of the best um, disciplines is believing the best in people that sometimes we create something in our own head or maybe it's just the enemy working against to divide because the the battle isn't against flesh and blood, but it sometimes really seems like it is, doesn't it? Sometimes it just seems like such a target of division um, with with those that we interact with. And one of the things that is just so helpful in that is to believe the best in people, is just to assume good motives and not to say to be ignorant and not to be discerning. You know, we want to be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove. But we also don't want to fill in the blanks because that does such a disservice to the body of Christ when we are believing those lies. And, it, you know, when we have those thoughts, all of a sudden that affects our emotions and then our emotions lead to actions. 
And then so, so then true. we start being defensive, yep. right? We, we'll interact with that person or we'll be defensive. Hopefully we're not gossiping as well, you know, but there's all these other temptations that come from just these lies that we end up believing and in, in, in all of these things. It's just a snowball effect. So when we can guard, you know, what we're believing and, and what we're allowing to meditate on, you know, as we interact with people that people are hard. Relationships are messy. You know, it's not easy to be a human being in relationship with others, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it to be able to connect and be vulnerable, but it's Amen. not just perfect all the time. <laughs> That's for sure. Gosh, Tiana, I really appreciate your sharing. And uh, it's just, um, it's wonderful to hear, you know, like moms out there, you know, if you had a daughter, just think about how wonderful it would be to be me right now, because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's just such a blessing to hear your offspring talk like this and it just it just is so wonderful and it's uh uplifting and now here she's got a little baby in her womb and she's going to raise that baby up and train that baby up in the way that she shall go and she will not depart from it and the promises of god are are true and and he's faithful to us and sometimes we stray sometimes we just don't get it sometimes we just you know we we get off track and so i'm just suggesting to you right now to Take an inventory and see where you're at, you know, on a scale from 1 to 10. Uh, where are you? And where do you want to be? And then from there, take some consideration on what you could do differently. If it's forgiveness, unforgiveness. You know, maybe that's where you start. You know, that's a big one. It's a big one. And, and here's the thing is, is that forgiving others is one thing. But how about forgiving yourself? Forgiving yourself for maybe decisions or choices you've made in your past that are holding you back. Because you're having this feeling of unworthiness in your own spirit. You feel unworthy because you made a decision. It could be 10. It could be 5. It could be last week. But these types of things, the devil wants you to just stay there and and not fulfill the purpose that God created you for because you're held with this uh, unforgiveness of yourself and unworthiness. You are worthy because God sent his only son to die in your place. So you could be forgiven of your sins so that you could be fulfilled and you could be live out your purpose that God created you for. That's the good news. That's beautiful. But don't let the devil get a foothold. Don't let that unforgiveness and that unworthiness stay. You want to break free of that prison. It's like the poison she was saying. It's like taking poison and expecting the other person to die because it's it's a prison you're living in. It's something that you need to work through. You know, just ask the Lord to reveal to you. Ask the Lord to give you the strength and the courage to just move forward in this one step at a time. A lot of the times it's not, you know, this huge leap of faith. It could be a small little step. But either way, we need to do something different if we want something different to happen, right? So I'm thankful that you're here. And this is the Sue Free Show. And we have with us a very, very, very special guest and her name is Tiana Grassani, and it used to be Tiana Freeze. Yes, she's my daughter, and I'm very proud of her. And she's going to have a baby girl, and she says it's like five days away. And um, if you could see her on Facebook Live, can see her a little bit, but um, she's kind of hidden back there. But she's got a belly on her, and that baby's in there moving around, and it's just so amazing. It's amazing. So, Tiana, what else? What, you were writing down some things, so. <laughs> um. I was just going to say that, you know, I'm not, um, I mean, I haven't met my daughter yet, um, but one of the things that's kind of just um, stood out to me is just a parent's love already. Like, I I think about how much I love her already. Um, I saw a post the other day about 
there was a picture of um, an abortion um, with it was just terrible. I I got choked up to the, and just was crying because I saw a baby kind of cut up, you know, from an abortion, and it was like this around the same age as my my baby, like week wise, and I just couldn't even handle. Because I can't imagine my baby being like that, you know. I just feel, you know, as a mom, you just feel so protective. Like, there's nothing, you know, I, this is so silly. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I'm going to. Here we go. There's no returning now. <laughs> but you think of, like, animals, you know, that are pregnant, and they get ferocious. Like, the females, when they're pregnant, they're mean. And I never understood that before. <laughs> Not that I'm mean all the time, guys, but just the, the protection of you don't care about anything else. You just want to protect your child. And I think about just so many aspects of God that I'm already kind of starting to learn about of just how protective he is of his children. Just he loves his children so much and not because they've done anything spectacular. It wasn't anything lovely about them. Like, like my baby hasn't done anything outstanding, (laughs) you know, yet she hasn't been able to um, achieve anything or just make me proud, but I'm so proud of her already. And isn't, isn't that just so interesting to think about how much you delight in your children and really you just want them to be happy. Like when I think about what I want for my daughter, I want her to be happy in Jesus. I want her from a young age to know that there's nothing more fulfilling than knowing God loves her and created her for a very specific purpose and that she's never going to be fulfilled trying to find that fulfillment in anything other than him and not even just the things like not just desiring for him to give her all these things because you think about as a parent how much you want to give to your children you want to give them the world but more importantly you want to raise them up to be you know contributors to society to make a difference in this world, not just to, um, you don't want to just give them stuff because we all know that doesn't really work that well. You know, you can't just buy somebody a bunch of stuff and think that that's going to make the biggest difference in their life. You want to invest in them, you know, not just spend. Um, and so I just think of God's heart in that of just how much he loves us, not because we did anything, but that we don't have to impress him you know, with our works, like, oh man, God, did you see that? Look how awesome I am right now. But he's just so pleased with his children when we just find happiness in him. And when we're thankful, like you think about getting your child a gift, you know, whether it's Christmas or something. And most of the time, it's just an experience of being able to take them somewhere, spend quality time with them, or really invest in them you know, not just give them all the things maybe you didn't have, but why don't you teach them all the things that you never, you wish you would have learned? You know, what if you spent that time? So one of the the words that's been in my mind is present. That That's just something that I really desire to give my daughter is my presence and just to really invite her into God's presence um, and allow her to know what that's like to have a relationship with God. So that makes me excited. It also feels like a huge honor and responsibility. And it is. The weight of all of that. Yes, it is. It is a big honor and it is a big responsibility. And you're going to be a fantastic mom. Thank you. You are, Tiana. You're going to be a fantastic mom. And as a mother, it's like, you know, what do you say to your daughter before she's going to have this baby? And first of all, Tiana, I'm here and I want to help you take care of that baby and uh, love on that baby and spoil her rotten, Uh, but in a good way. Um, I'm not going to fill her with sugar and hand her back. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um, and I Disneyland want, I, grandma. I definitely want to teach her.
because I love that. I love teaching and, you know, whether it's blowing a bubble or tying a shoe or learning how to ski or, you know, whatever it is, go snow skiing, water skiing. I don't know about snow skiing anymore for me. But, um, you know, just to to do all the things that, I don't know, I think about, you know, I was taught and I just want to, you know, share that. And so I just want to be present. I want to give this granddaughter my presence and that's my present. And uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I just want to be someone that you can call and say, what do I do with this? What do I do with that? Because I remember my mom, and I remember calling her and just saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And she would always tell me what, what to do from her point of view. I, did I always agree with her? No. But it was just nice to be able to pick up the phone and call my mom, and, and or my mom would show up, and she would come and help me. And I just really appreciated that so much. So I want to be that kind of grandma and that kind of mom um, to see you through this time. So I'm very excited about that. So we have five minutes left. So with that, I've enjoyed everything that you've said, Tiana. It's been so wonderful to um, just have this time with you right before you're going to give this baby, you know, to the world and, and everything. I just, um, it's very exciting to be sitting next to you and talking about all this and everything. So you have four minutes now. Mm-hmm. So what else would you like to tell the other mothers out there or maybe even daddies? Because we have a lot of guys that listen to this show. So um, what would you say? Yes. One thing yes. that I would say is that not everybody right now who's trying to have a baby is able to. And my heart goes out to that woman and that man um, who is praying and praying and praying for a child and, you know, losing heart or just wondering, does God see me? You know, why, why hasn't this happened? Um, and I just want to allow just to remind you, God does see you. God loves you. Um, and one of the things that, you know, I've, I've thought about in my life, like before even ever being able to get pregnant, I never knew if I would get married. I didn't know if I'd ever, you know, get pregnant and all those things. And I remember how, you know, painful it is to desire still, how painful it it can be to pray still when you're just like, I don't see anything in sight. Um, but one thing I would, would just really encourage you is, um, that you don't always have to be blood to be a mom. Um, I know I had like 90 kids before ever getting married as a teacher, um, as a professor. Um, and I just would encourage you to find someone, there's so many kids who need a mom, so many kids out there who need parents to invest in them, um, as a spiritual mentor. And sometimes you, you wouldn't necessarily think like that, oh, well, it's not the same, but I remember having international students. I had a a boy named James come into my (laughs) class from China and his mom, like he had never met his mom and he was raised by his dad, but he sent him to boarding school and then sent him to America. So he would just give him a bunch of money, but he would never, he didn't really have a relationship with his dad. And so James would come in, he would talk to me about some of the hardships he was going through. And one time, like I, I, you know, I shared the gospel with him. I prayed with him. Nothing happened right then. Um, but like a couple weeks later, he just came in with the biggest smile and he's like, teacher, teacher, I have to tell you something. I, I did it. And I was like, what'd you do? He's like, I got the baptism. <laughs> I said, what? Wait, wait, James, hold up. What happened? So he stayed in for lunch and he shared with me all this amazing things of how he, he was crying on a mountain and he really heard God say like, you need God, like you need to get baptized, like only God can help you. 
And so I was like, is this legit? Like, this is crazy. This guy from China. And so the craziest thing was that I was like a spiritual mom to him. And I wasn't married at that time. I was a single person who like wanted to get married, wanted to have kids. And I remember just weeping when he graduated. Um, and he still would visit me, bring me my favorite chai tea latte with ice on the side. Um, but I just remember delighting in him. I couldn't believe how much I loved this boy from China. I'm like, of all the people in the world. And like the coolest thing was I could see he saw me as like a mom. And that was so special to me to be, to see like how amazing God is and how he can connect people. Um, so I would just say, be open, be open. God's story doesn't always look like our story. His, the way that he, he does things, um, isn't always in our timing, but man, is his story better. So much better. Amen to that. I just want to say thank you to all of you that have supported us and, you know, connect with me on Sue Free, Smell Like Fries, one word, dot com. Um, I don't normally ask for any support, but if you are willing, the DSF Foundation, which Tiana came up with the, the name, um, I thought it was going to be Dreams Set Free. But Tiana says, Mom, I think it should be Disciples Set Free. So the foundation for the uh, domestic violence mothers with children, it's the DSF Foundation, and that stands for Disciples Set Free. We have one mother and four children, and we need more moms. We need more kids. We've got three bedrooms to fill. So contact me and let me know if you know somebody or if you'd like to fund, if you'd like to help us. We would love to do that, too. You can get a hold of me by going to Sue Free, spelled like fries, more.com. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless you. Bye-bye. It's that time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.